Welcome back to the Aired Out Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Lucas Shu. Today we have a guest with us, actually. Uh, I've been a while since we had one. Uh, we in, It's been a while. If you play Madden, if you don't know about Madden, there's been a lot of controversy going on with the Madden franchise universe. A lot of just bad choices. He can put in a better phrasing than I can, but he's here with us right now, Marcus Whitman. He's been leading the Fix the Madden franchise charge. You've been content creator for a while now at that franchise guy. Marcus, how's it going, man? Good, good. It's good to be here, man. Always love talking to Madden and highlighting what's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First, we're going to get into a little bit of Packers talk. We're going to talk a little, spend a little bit of time on it because we're here to talk about Madden mainly. But Marcus is a Packers fan, so I thought, I'm a Packers fan. Why not talk about it? Uh, Marcus, I saw the video you posted about the Packers draft and the NFC North drafts. Uh, what, what happened with the Packers draft? What do you think about it? So after the first night, I was actually fired up because I was I was kind of leading the charge on the Jordan Ho- Jordan Love hype, and um, he's actually my number two quarterback in the class. I think there's a world where he turns into a you know top five elite quarterback and just takes the world by storm just because of his physical traits. And yeah. I mean, I'm so happy that it wasn't Justin Herbert. But <laughs> after that, dude, because when when we take Jordan Love, it's like, all right, well, you know, it's a deep deep receiver class. There's good linebackers in this class. Like we can still fill our needs, right? And then they go ahead and take a power back, who's gonna, you know, back up Aaron Jones, who I actually liked AJ Dillon, and he fits the scheme. But when you have the glaring needs that the Packers have, that to me was just not okay. Um, and then they take a H-back, fullback, whatever you want to call him, tight mm-hmm. end in the third, who they want to model after, you know, the Niners scheme. But what, what pisses me off about that is their whole philosophy is we want to be the Niners. Matt LaFleur's scheme is Shanahan's scheme. And they're like, all right, we can take Dylan. He's going to lead this running back charge. We'll take DeGuara. He's going to be uh, Kyle Juszczyk. But they completely missed the beat because what they forgot was that the Niners have George Kittle and spent a first-round pick on uh, Brandon Ayuk this year and a second-round pick on Debo Samuel. is basically a first-round pick. It's like the 34th pick. The Niners are actually properly investing <laughs> their resources to get – the assets that they need to run that scheme. So to me, the Packers completely missed the beat on what they need as far as separation targets or, or targets that can separate for, for right. Rodgers and Jordan Love right. down the down the stretch. And when you don't really, you know, dip into the not even the big name free agents because they finally did that last year, but even just you know bringing in simple guys, guys like picking up a, a Marquise League that gets released and just making the small things that can bring certain skill sets that this team needs. It's just they completely miss the beat, and it just drives me insane because this team could be so good if they just did a few things differently. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the draft. I'm a big draft nut. I, I, think, I think I have myself that I know what I'm talking about, and watching I'm like, all right, Jordan Love, I, I kind of saw it coming. I saw all the hype. I saw all the... We're talking about Matt LaFleur liking him, the Packers liking him a lot. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm not that upset. I wasn't huge on Love, but at least he's going to get some time to develop. He's a little on the raw side, I thought. But I wasn't that upset. Then the next couple rounds come, day two, day three, and I'm like, 
what just happened here? Because I'm huge in the analytics. I was analytics for the future of football, and the Packers go take a H back in Duguera, Duguera. They go take Dylan, power back in the second round. I'm like, oh. and then I hoped there were still guys later on available, like Tyler Johnson, uh, other receivers who were available who I thought were quality guys. John Hightower, I think, was available later on. Right. Like, we can get these guys who are separators and can open down the field and can create something a little bit at least. But then we go like a uh, offensive line, like Simon Stepniak. I didn't even know who that was. And I, like, whatever. And then we got John Ronnie. I will, I will add, I actually liked the three offensive linemen. I think okay. they, I had, um, I mean, it was deep tackle class, so Runyon yep. was the only guy that um, wasn't a top ten guy at their position. I'll, I'll pull up if you could just give me two seconds here. I'll pull yeah, up and course. see because uh, I do remember when they took those linemen. I was like, all right, well, I actually like the players they took, but wh- why do you need three of them? Why can't we take right. KJ Hill? Like what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had uh, they took Hanson, right? Yeah. Yep. So Hanson was my sixth ranked center. A fifth to a seventh round grade on him, so I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. And then they took, um, Ronian? uh, or it was Stepniak. Stepniak was my 11th yep. guard, but okay. I had fifth to a seventh on him. I thought he was good. And then yeah, Runyon at tackle, yep. um, he was actually a little lower, uh, but I, I'm never gonna fault you for taking a Big Ten lineman, so <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it I'm was just frustrated. Oh, <laughs> it's the brutal season. I, I wrote an article on it later on, after the draft and talking about how there'd be a scheme change in Green Bay or even kind of a more push towards a more running game. I got shredded for it. I'm like, I just I didn't get it with the Packers draft. I I understood what they were doing. I understood. I I can see what they're trying to accomplish here, but I didn't agree with it to put it in a better terms. Yeah, I mean, I went uh, as far as saying like. We should just shop Rodgers at this point because if we're going to run the ball and basically run a scheme that set, that takes away the mental aspect of the game where it's like, all right, we're just going to run the ball, we're going to play action, we're going to scheme up guys open, what's the point of having, you know, what, the second smartest quarterback in the NFL that's going to yeah. be able to make pre-snap and post-snap adjustments? Like, what's the point of that? If And at this point, this is a hot take, but Jordan Love might be a more accurate downfield thrower than Rodgers. Might be. I don't want to go that far. But there's a chance that with the age gap, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's not the craziest take. I'd still take Rogers, but right. The Rogers thing shopping him isn't the craziest thing because if you're going to take away Rogers' like creativity, you're going to take away his pre and post snap adjustments and pay him forty million dollars, right? To, to neutralize what he's doing, you're you're exactly. just handicapping yourself. So exactly. I just I just can't do I can't do it, man. I can't. <laughs> Take it anymore. <laughs> uh, enough of the depressing Packers talk before we get too sad and upset with ourselves. Uh, let's get right into the Madden talk. If you don't know, Madden franchise has been a bit of a contentious issue with a lot of franchise users. It was a great—I thought it was a great mode in the old, like the old zero games, like the 08, 07s, all those games pre 2010. I thought it was great. I loved it, and I was only like eight, nine years old, but I loved it. it. Taught me a lot of things about building teams that showed so many cool things. And it was a quality franchise mode, I thought, for a long, long time. But it seemed as if in the new generations like PS4 and late PS3, I guess you could say, Madden has taken like a downturn for the worse. 
just removing a lot of features that fans liked, uh, claiming that they added new features when it's just old features they removed, and just everything going downhill. And recently it's come to a boiling point with Madden franchise update, air quotes, and, uh, and I'll just read off some of the updates for you quickly if you don't haven't seen them yet. I'll link it on the podcast notes too. They just listed off new X factors are bringing on expanded wildcard playoff, which you should just have in the game because that's the NFL now. Updated rookie contracts, retuned abilities, offensive lineman stuff, and then fixing uh, fictional coaches in their playbooks. Uh, well, I just gotta ask you: when you saw this as a franchise create as a content creator who pretty much uses mainly franchise, and you talk about other roster stuff as well. But when you saw this, like on your Twitter feed or however you saw it, what was like your initial reaction to this? So I've definitely been mentally preparing for this. Um, just, you know, I went down to EA a year ago and um, just some of the conversations I've had around the community, it's just, it, it was such a, just disappointment, not even surprise. Um but they definitely went further with this than they ever have. Cause even last year they put in, uh, the new scenario engine mm-hmm. and the, the superstar abilities did come into franchise. Like there was a reason to buy Madden 21 yep. or Madden 20. Sorry. This time they literally were like, you know, like people are going to keep buying this game because there's no other options. And the better we make this game mode, the less people are going to play ultimate team, which it just got leaked that EA made over $1.5 billion between FIFA and Madden in Ultimate Team last year. So it even makes more sense now mm-hmm. why they, they've they gone this direction. Um, and it's just infuriating. Like, just thinking about it, it's like, how, how is this even legal? Like, that's really <laughs> what it boils down to to me. Not only is it a monopoly in that other games don't get a crack at this, and the believe it or not, the majority of people play Madden for franchise mode, and they know that. But they want to they want to push more and more and more people towards ultimate team, and the only reason they can do that is because two two K can't get in the, in the game. Maximum yeah. Football, who's trying their hardest, can't use NFL licensing, and that's why they're able to do it is because the exclusive licensing. And then you can get even deeper and talk about how Ultimate Team is basically, in a lot of ways, encouraging children's gambling because. It's it's a childish game mode. It's basically, you know, like Pokemon or baseball mm-hmm. cards. And you pay to win in a way. And and it's, you know, when I was 15, I had my dad's credit card on my Xbox. I would have I would have spent 80 100 bucks on Ultimate Team without even telling him and then I, you know, would have found out eventually and he would have yelled at me, but at, at that point it's too late. So to me it's just it's frustrating as a fan because I want these features that we've been asking for for years. And like, they know we're pissed. They know what we want, but mm-hmm. they don't care. And it's frustrating as a community member because I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. And I don't know if it's going to make a lick of a difference. And it's just infuriating. It's defeating, but you know, we're trying, we're trying our best. We got the, uh, the fix Madden franchise trend to be the number mm-hmm. one in America last Tuesday. And you can't look it up tweet or article or post anywhere without the fans pouring out hate for EA right now. It's it's reached a boiling point, like you said. It really has, and I think you hit it on the head. It's just, it's frustrating. I can hear the emotion come out of you as you're talking about this. It's 
it's just upsetting. Like as I played Madden franchise mode as a when I was really young, so I just missed the boat on the Ultimate Team thing as a kid. Like they introduced it when I was like a teenager, but I never got into it because I played franchise mode so much and I kept playing franchise mode. And I tried to explaining it to somebody who never played Ultimate Team before and like what it was. And they're older than me. They're older than I am, so they never played Madden video games like this. And I tried explaining it to them and I said like, "Well, you remember you know baseball cards." And like, yeah, I understand that. And like, well, it's basically a video game version of baseball cards, but football, and you can play with them. And you're like, okay, I get that. And then I explained to them the whole pack opening aspect and how you basically get to pay money to pay money to buy these packs, like actual real life money, if you want to be good at this. And they started going, wait a minute, a little odd. And their face expression going, well, it seems not right. And I told them all this other stuff, and they they kind of at least understood what was going on here. And they're like, and I told them what the kids thing and how kids are basically <laughs> having to buy this stuff, and they were clearly upset about it too. And what I'm getting at is, it's just not. It doesn't seem like even ethical to have this sort of a game mode, especially geared towards children who aren't even 18 yet or who barely have a job or if they're like in early high school years and they're doing part-time McDonald's or whatever. And then to just take it out on franchise mode, I get it from a business standpoint. I know they want to make money, but man, when you have an entire giant community of franchise members who love franchise mode and played it for a long time, you guys like you, and I saw a C4 talk about it a lot, how upset he was with this. I saw one of his videos he put out recently. C4 is another YouTube, YouTuber, if you don't know, does Madden franchise stuff. It's just upsetting. And if you, the Madden, at least the Madden uh, producer of the Madden video games came out, put a video out, and I watched it while I was in my cabin, so it was a little slow, but I watched it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I can see him reading a cue card, and it just, to me, seemed inauthentic. It seemed like we have to do this, and I'm glad he at least made a statement, and I'm glad they're at least trying to do something with it. But I don't know. What did you make of like the producer saying something at least? It was like a short sigh of relief, and then very quickly saw another one of those screenshots that's going around where it's the clip. The I mean, that's kind of the main trend is the screenshot with the uh, the article from last year, mm-hmm. um, where it was another executive producer, uh, Mike Young. I think it's Mike Young said that. We're recommitting to franchise for Madden 20. And, you know, they did. They, they put some new features in and stuff. But then here we are eight months later, mm-hmm. and they don't even touch the game mode. So it's like, well, you just lied to us a year ago. All you're doing is saying we hear you. So for me, it's it was like a, a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, well, at least they heard us. But are they going to do anything about it? I don't know. We'll see. My, my big thing is if you look at that list – that you read off. Mm-hmm. How many of those would you guess required like an engineer to work, like a game coding engineer to work on? And oh. how many of those do you think if you were a, a designer of the game that you could actually go in and maybe figure out how to do that? Man, let's see. X factors. That's just, that takes very little effort because they're just transitioning over from man 20 to 21. Uh, wildcard playoff round takes very little effort. Rookie contracts, I don't think that takes a lot of effort. 
Retune every physician's available abilities to better consider any given effectiveness of the ability and archetype authenticity. Doesn't sound like that takes a lot of effort either. Fix multiple cases and logic of players considered for a dev trait upgrade at the end of the season, not checking the correct stat types. That just seems like a patch fix. It seems pretty simple and quick and easy. Updates to all back-end depth charts. Add as position-specific offensive alignment archetype progression buckets for tackle, guard, center. To capture variance of overall formula based on positional expectations. That one, I could at least see some work going into that. And then fixed issues with defensive playbooks. I mean, realistically, I can see like one thing where somebody had to take some time and put some coding effort into fixing this, and that's the position-specific offensive alignment thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the wild card addition would require. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I think that's what took them the most work, um, and they had to do that. They weren't. They probably yeah. weren't even gonna. They wouldn't have even had to do that. That wouldn't have been in there. Yeah. So it's like, why does why do these guys not have a team of of end? Because I've talked to these guys. Like they want to put the things in the game, but the guys mm-hmm. that want it aren't coders, right? They're football fans. They know what the game needs, but they don't know how to put it in the game. So why do they not have a team of engineers that they can work with and have creative freedoms to put it in? And that's kind of like, like I would love to see a list of features and promises. I really just want them to say, like, yeah, this is kind of dumb that, like, we make all this money and this team, like, basically sits around and does nothing all year for the game mode that most of you guys play. But the question is, like, will the higher-ups come to the point where they're like, can we improve franchise mode if it sacrifices a hundred million dollars in mutt revenue because these guys aren't going to be playing ultimate team now? Can they come to that point? So that's what's, that's what really gets you frustrated when you think about it. Cause it's like, that's all they care about. Yeah. It's, it, it does. See, yeah. I, th- I agree with you. It seems like they just want to make money. And again, I get it from business perspective, but, you're killing your audience, it seems like, almost. Like you're just... You haven't put any effort in the Madden franchise for a while, and when they did, it was just little small things they put in, or they brought back a, brought back something in there, like, for a while. If I'm, I might be wrong on this, but they didn't have... Uh, they removed Fantasy Draft for like a little bit, and then brought it back, and look at, like, saying, we have Fantasy Draft. I'm like, yeah, you guys have Fantasy Draft for a while. Why'd you remove it in the first place? And I noticed this with other EA games, because I play, like, FIFA, I play NHL... Like all of them, I, I was talking to my brother about this, just their franchise modes in general. And I look at FIFA, I'm like, it's a terrible mode. It's called manager mode. It's terrible. It's very just bland. And I look at NHL, at least they have uh, Fog of War, which is basically you don't know players overall unless you scout them fully and kind of another team, which is similar to Madden's kind of thing with their small Fog of War system with you need to play a certain amount of snaps to see if it has a star, superstar, or X-Factor guy. And yeah, I mean, that's Madden 12 had a really in-depth fog of war system. Yeah. And that's where a lot of this frustration comes from. It's like, why are we sitting here eight years later and you took it out of the game and everyone liked it and it's not in there? It's almost deliberate. Right. It's like a middle finger from EA. It really does seem like that. I remember, I just think about it right now, but. I remember being a young kid, and this is like PS2 and like the Madden 09, Madden 08 video games were out. And I'm looking at franchise mode, and I loved it because it was actually quality. And I'm looking at, I was like young, going, oh man, I can't wait until 
PS3 and PS4 come out and we're going to have this really cool franchise mode and they can do all this cool stuff. And I couldn't imagine like going back in time and talking to my younger self going, yeah, it's going to get worse from here. They go remove stuff from the game and then say, oh, it's new. I can't just comprehend that we've gotten so much better technology from the PS2 days to the PS3 to the PS4 and now we're going to the PS5 and Xbox is coming out now and Xbox One and all this stuff. And I can't comprehend that while the technology can get better and the gameplay and the the possibilities can get improved and expand, how come the mode takes such giant steps back? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the only way this really can change, I mean, we'll see if, you know, enough people don't buy the game to make a difference and if they actually are doing the right thing this time. That seems Mm -hmm. incredibly unlikely, but we're going to keep trying. Honestly, in my mind, the only way I can picture this ever changing is if somebody with a lot of power in this country realizes that this is an unethical <laughs> business plan. They have a monopoly yeah. that are basically stealing from children. That is the that is the business plan of, of EA Sports Madden. And, you know, that's really what it boils down to to me is they have found a, a glitch in the economy that has allowed them to basically, you know, take advantage of us for a long time now. Yeah, it, it sounds... If you were to tell a person who doesn't play Madden, you told them that, and told them there is a monopoly in, in Madden EA, and they are stealing from children, and they have just monopolized this, and they're basically almost not even a simulation game anymore, even though... They call themselves a simulation game, and that's their contract with the NFL. If you told them that, it'd sound crazy, inherently, because it's a video game, and people are going to consider it crazy. But when you look at it, and you look at what Madden's done, it's not a crazy thing to think and say. (sighs) Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the man producer talked about that, and he said the team's at home working on it, and the game comes out late August, I believe. And he's saying, oh, they're working on it. They're going to add some stuff. They're going to try fixing some stuff. What do you think, realistically, they can add or fix to franchise mode within month, month and a half? One of my big requests is the ability to edit superstar abilities that mm-hmm. is already in the game if you are a player. If you do the create a player, or if you do the game as a player, you can pick the abilities you want. But if you're the coach or the owner, you can't edit that. That, to me, blew my mind that it wasn't in the game from the get-go, especially for online leagues. It's a big deal because there's certain abilities that you just don't want. They're not realistic. and I mean, the abilities, honestly, I like them. I think they're cool, but they're just there's aspects of them that aren't going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I can't believe wasn't in Madden 20 and it's still not in Madden 21. Um, it's, it's really hard to say like what will get prioritized because a lot of people have different requests. We will not be getting, uh, you know, assistant coaches with, um, yeah. with, you know, like we had an NCAA 14 with assistant coaches with different skill trees and that kind of thing. Uh, we're not going to be getting a scouting overhaul. Those are kind of the two big ones that I would say the community requests the most. Um, I mean, you, we'll probably get some tweaking to simulation stats, I would guess. 
But uh, other than that, I can't imagine anything noticeable that they'll be proud of marketing for Madden 21. Yeah, it's. I heard him say it when I was listening to it anyways, and I'm thinking, like, oh, that's great. Then I realized not a lot of time, and they're working at home. I'm not a huge, I'm not a big coder, so I don't know how much you need to work together in an actual office space helps, or if you can do it at home, and it's fine, but it seems as if they're just going to be these small updates, which I, when you think about it, you kind of have to expect almost, because they have so little time now, and the coronavirus going on, everybody's staying at home, so they're not going to be able to work with each other as well and communicate effectively or any of this stuff. So it's hard to see something, at least major happening. I don't think any of the major stuff you said is going to happen. I I want scouting, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, what do you think we could, or what do you want to see in Madden 22? Say you could have one thing only, because Madden is Madden, EA is EA, and we shouldn't really have that much trust in them right now. Say you want one thing in Madden franchise that you think EA could deliver on. What would you want them to uh, bring to Madden 22 franchise? I would go with the assistant coaches. That's my biggest thing. I think that adds a ton of depth and replayability. Because if you look back at NCAA 14, Mm -hmm. um, the last great football game, in my opinion, um, they had what they called a coaching carousel. Now, that was more specific to college because the coaches move all over the place, especially assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you could still have a system like that where your offensive coordinator goes and gets a head coaching offer, and you might try to prime back or whatever. That would be cool. But to me, it's more about the actual skill trees that these coaches had. So your head coach had a massive skill tree where he had offense, defense, and then kind of like a general like player development or injury focus or anything yep. like that. And... It's almost like if you've played Skyrim or any kind of RPG where, like, you go into it where, like, okay, this coach, I'm going to focus on the offensive side of it and, like, focus on, you know, maybe his receivers in this franchise playthrough. I'm going to have just this guy is just a receiver guru. And you can have really cool abilities through that. And then you even have assistant coaches who also have abilities, but they are constantly at risk of getting head coaching offers mm-hmm. or leaving you. And then – you get to see that coordinator go and develop the skill set you started on an AI team. So that, to me, is something that they can take directly from NCAA and would add so much depth and replayability to Madden. That, to me, is bigger than a scouting thing, which I think would be cool, but ultimately scouting, to me, becomes a chore, and I think you would eventually get a little more tired of it, whereas the coaching trees would be more dynamic yeah that's a fair point i i'm a huge scouting nerd so i think my my bias is just gonna lean more towards the scouting aspect just because that's what i love but adding a assistant coaching aspect where there's a skill tree and it's dynamic almost and the better they get the more likely they are to leave the better your team does the more likely they are to leave I think that'll be incredible. I think it just it bring more authenticity to the game as well. It'd yeah, make, it'd be like like if you're playing the Patriots, 
you'll be like, oh crap, like we're going against Bill Belichick. Like all of players have like plus six hit power, plus yep. five tackle. Like yep. we gotta we gotta prepare for this. Like we right. know that we're not gonna break a lot of tackles this week. So we gotta make sure, you know, we're protecting the quarterback better. We gotta do other things between the margins better to prepare yep. for this specific matchup. It, it makes it makes each game feel a little different if you're right. going up against a really well coached team with better perks, like you're gonna feel it. Right. Or if you're playing Kyle Shanahan, he's gonna have better run blocking ability for like his offensive line or better route running for tight end or something like that. It mm-hmm. it just brings a different feel to each game and to each team at least too. Because obviously, I know when you open up a franchise mode, the first thing they show you is the team, their overall overall defense, overall offense, and then like the three best players or whatever. I think maybe it's three. It's like the whatever. One thing they could add on to that, you could add like you could show the head coach. So. You just talk about the Packers, you could show Matt LaFleur and the defensive coordinator, you could show uh, Mike Pettin and each little thing. It makes the game just feel more dynamic almost and feel more evolving. And you could add NCAA coaches in there too to sign, like as a free as a assistant coach free agent almost. Like they have obviously obviously the NFL draft, obviously all the guys are coming out of college. And at the end of the season when you're hiring all your assistant coaches or re-signing all assistant coaches, however they want to build it, they could add in, hey, uh, this guy from Alabama, obviously not Nick Saban, because they probably run into an issue there, but just make him a random like guy. Like the Joe Brady, good. Joe Burrow connection. Like that's what yeah. that's what you're going with. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I follow you. And yeah. just make it something like to stand out, like, oh, this young hotshot head coach from college, just to make it interesting. One thing that yeah. I really want to see change and this is just me being a football nerd is positional stuff and it's mainly on the defensive side of the ball and it's stuff like kj Wright plays outside linebacker for the clc yeah. hawks and you gave me said, you gave me a list of one thing so that was going to be my second thing was updated edge terminology <laughs> we got time yeah, so i want to bring ahead. it up quickly but yeah updated edge terminology absolutely because you have guys like okay quan alexander for example plays left outside linebacker. I just upped the Madden 20 ratings. Quan Alexander plays left outside linebacker, as well as Ryan Kerrigan, who is basically an edge rusher. Uh, Jack Barrett is an outside linebacker. They shouldn't be playing the same position as what I'm getting at here. They should have it, like, separated somehow. Yeah, yeah, I've thought a lot about this. All you do, you can leave the depth chart system the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Whatever your scheme is, you'll fill out the depth chart. It'll still be a right outside linebacker, but you'll know. Yep. That's a 3-4 or 4-3, whatever. But when you go to the actual roster management menus, all you do is change DT, D-end, and outside linebacker to IDL, edge, and linebacker. Yeah, it's it's pretty and simple. It's that easy. It's that easy. And all <sighs> you do is re, re-plug in like how the teams like put those guys into the depth chart based on their scheme. Mm-hmm. It's... It would, it would fix so many things. And then you're done having Khalil Mack compete with Bobby Wagner for best linebacker <laughs> and seeing I've I can't tell you how many times I've seen Leighton Vander Esch or Jerome Baker win best linebacker for a fifteen sack season. Come on. <laughs> you can't tell right now because this is an audio being a probably gonna be an audio podcast, but I am laughing because I've seen that so many times and it's so ridiculous and it annoys the the crap out of me anytime I see it. It's like, can you get? Oh, it just, I don't know. It just infuriates me. Like they play different positions. You have 
if you can't figure this out, you have Madden uh, uh, rating adjusters, and if you, they can't figure it out, you have companies like Sports Info Solutions who do all this kind of data stuff, and you have PFF to do charting stuff. They can tell you and show you where these guys play. It's that simple. Well, and what blows my mind is they, they eat it up, too, because if you go into Ultimate Team, you'll see those guys. You'll see, you know, 95-speed Jerome Baker or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, he's an outside linebacker. Sweet, I can play him as my 3-4 edge, and then I can run all these cheesy, like, you know, base 3-4 defenses, and I basically have a free safety playing edge that can drop, you know, 40 yards back. It's just so messed up. It's ridiculous. Uh, one last thing before we get you out of here. The most recent, I mean, not recent news, but the most recent content Madden has put out is the beta. Uh, did you get a chance to get on the beta? I would assume you have... Yeah, I did. Okay, what are your like, initial thoughts, positives, negatives, anything notable? Uh, the additions they made were cool. Like the quarterbacks will, um, if you're getting hit while you throw, they'll make an effort to get rid of it, which and it just makes checkdowns more reasonable uh, because okay. players' sideline awareness is a little better. Um, so that that's, I guess, the biggest addition. But they did take a step back from a lot of the games I played and what was one of my favorite additions to 20, which was those crazy jumping animations that you'll mm-hmm. get, um, kind of throwing in the second level. Oh, uh, you're saying. Yeah. So like linebackers jumping to intercept a ball that's thrown 10 yards behind them. Um, it felt like they maybe took a step back in that regard. Um, which to me, I don't care what other, that's the most infuriating thing to me is when I make a good read over the middle and a linebacker mm-hmm. is basically playing a QB spy, and they're still able to um, make those interceptions. It's just infuriating. Um, and then the, the the one thing that I did like as well is uh, there's new movement for uh, users where it's much more momentum based, and you can't you can't roam around and cover 15 yards with your middle linebacker anymore, which is definitely good. Um, but I I didn't walk out of the beta like thrilled to play it like that was very clunky and had a lot of work to do um the and then the the new custom celebrations are just absolutely obnoxious (laughs) like i want to turn i wanted to turn them off after like three of them they're just utterly ridiculous i didn't hear about that what 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 are they and you you know when you score a touchdown they give you the like d-pad options to do like team which aren't even cool like i right the cheesy and well, they don't even yeah. always feel like they do what I'm picking them to do. It's just like it, it does nothing for me. Now right. they put that for every first down, sack, um, you know, interception. Like oh, it's almost boy. every other play. It's like this massive graphic. Like how do you want to celebrate? I'm like I don't. I want to pick my next play. It was a first down. Like it's just obnoxious. And then you get like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, like you know, doing the Dougie or the Fortnite dance. <laughs> Like it could not be any more obvious that this feature was put in here for ten-year-olds. I, it's gonna get a few more of the features were just gonna get annoying so fast. I know. My initial reaction to that was like, how do I turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> they better put like a setting at least where you can turn off. Yeah. Non-touchdown celebrations or something like that, because that's just gonna get it's so so annoying so quick. Uh, do you want to say anything else before we get you out of here, Marcus? I don't want to take up too much of your day. No, that was fun, man. Awesome, awesome. Don't buy Madden 21. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. If you have to buy it, 
go to GameStop, buy it used. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Don't support this company. Don't do it. Thanks for having me. I have a lot of friends that work there, but don't freaking do it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Marcus. If anything else major happens, we'll have to get you on the podcast again to talk about this travesty of a franchise, game mode, whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, I'm going to link all your Twitter stuff in the bio. Marcus, once again, I said it already. Thank you for coming on. I had a great time with you, buddy. Yeah, that was fun, Lucas. Take it easy. You too, man. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later.